1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God, and it is the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am, seated right now in the heavenly realms, in Christ Jesus, in the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine, and I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert, my spirit is receptive, as I'm taught the Word of God. My life is changed for the better, and I will never be the same again. Amen. You may be seated. We're picking back up in our series, Sunday morning series, Four Things We Must Confess. This is part 15. And we've been launching out of Proverbs 18:21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So the default is not life in the mouth. The default is death in the mouth. Right now, though, you are what you have been saying. Right now, you are living out and experiencing what you have been saying. So if you want to change your life, if you want to change your circumstances, then you've got to change what you've been saying. You've got to change what you've been confessing. Most people, even most Christian people, speak death over their life. They're not speaking life over their life. But the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So we, we can change. We can just renew our minds to the Word of God. We can go to the Word of God. We can find a truth. We can get it and begin taking action on it and begin speaking life to our life. We know that words spoken in faith will put positive pressure on the circumstances. And a truth that sometimes it's hard to get the mind around is this. According to God's word, you are everything God says you are, regardless of whether or not you are currently experiencing all of God's word in every area of your life or not. Say it out loud. I am what God says I am. Amen. So to live a victorious Christian life, you must know and confess who you are in Christ, where you are in Christ, what you possess in Christ, and what you can do in Christ. And we left off last week, talk, or two weeks ago, talking about the third thing we must confess in Christ. The third thing we must confess is what we possess in Christ. Amen. What do we possess in Christ first? We possess divine health in Christ. Say it out loud. I possess divine health in Christ. So whether I'm experiencing that or not, that's mine. So what I have to do is just go to, go, to, go to faith war and rebuke the devil, resist the devil, get him out of my way, believe I receive and begin to, and believe I receive, confess what God's word says about my life and be, begin to act like what God's word says about my life is true and I've got to make it mine. Amen. So first off, 
We possess divine health in Christ. Second, we possess long life in Christ. Say it out loud. I possess long life in Christ. And what else do we possess in Christ? Third, we possess the blessing of Abraham in Christ. Say it out loud. I possess the blessing of Abraham in Christ. Today we're going to look at Galatians 3. And I, I was telling Sue and Austin before the service that I think in out of all the chapters in the Bible, the chapter that changed my life the most for the better was Galatians 3. The words of the Apostle Paul in Galatians 3 are some of the most important words ever written to help us understand why Christ came and why Christ redeemed us. You know, most Christians have the attitude or perspective that Jesus came and suffered and died just so we could be forgiven of our sins. Well, that's true, but that's part of the truth. Jesus didn't just come to forgive us of our sins. No, there's more to it. Galatians 3, picking up in verse 6, consider Abraham. He believed God, and it was credited unto him as righteousness. Understand then that those who believe are children of Abraham. Say it out loud. Those who believe are children of Abraham. Say it again. Those who believe are children of Abraham. Now, do you understand the words that just came out of your mouth? Do you understand the words? Because Christian folk look at Jewish folk, and they think that those Jewish folk have got some kind of supernatural juice as the blessed people of God to make money. But in the eyes of Almighty God, now I know, I know, our Jewish brothers and sisters in Christ would not agree with this, but in the eyes of God, according to the New Testament, if you believe in Jesus, you are just as much a child of Abraham as a natural descendant of Abraham. And actually, more so, because what good does it do someone to be a natural descendant and not believe? But you got, you got millions of Christians all over everywhere, and they just don't think we're allowed to go to the Old Testament and claim a promise. You got millions of Christians everywhere, and, and they look at their Jewish brothers in the faith and think, well, you know, they have a gift to pull ahead, but, you know, we're just supposed to wear last year's shoes and last year's britches and drive the same car for 20 years and all of that. They, they just don't get it. And I'm convinced that if people would simply do an annual Bible reading, they would be able to shuck off a lot of this nonsense and a lot of these prejudices. If you just read the Bible through once a year, you come across brand new information. Understand then that those who believe are children of Abraham. Let's say it again. Those who believe are children of Abraham. Again, those who believe are children of Abraham. The scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. Well, now we have new light and revelation on Genesis 12. We see more clearly Genesis 12. Because when God said to Abraham, I will bless you and I will make you a blessing, well, that was a promise for Abraham, but it was also what Thomas Larkin used to call a dual reference and it was a reference to the future. It was a reference to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ going to the Gentiles. All nations, there you have it. All, all nations is not 
the 12 tribes, 13 tribes, all nations is everybody. Ewans, weans, usans. Amen? Amen? All nations will be blessed through you. So those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Say it out loud. Those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. So we see that those who believe in Jesus are the spiritual children of Abraham. We see that like Abraham, we are blessed to be a blessing. We see that like Abraham, all nations of the earth are to be blessed through us. And we see that those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham. I made a statement a moment ago. What good does it do to be a natural descendant and not have faith? Here's an example we gave during the week of increase. The historical account, it was not a parable. Jesus did not use personal names in parables. The historical account of the rich man and Lazarus. And the rich man died and went to hell. And in hell, he called out Father Abraham. So he was a member of the tribe. He was a natural descendant of Abraham. He called Abraham Father Abraham. So what good did being a natural descendant do if he had no faith? Are you hearing me? So actually being a Jesus believer makes you more a child of Abraham than the natural descendants of Abraham. Amen? Look at picking up in verse 13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for it. Say it out loud. Christ redeemed us from the law by becoming a curse for us. And yet you got Christians on social media every day celebrating the curse. Yeah. About how they're broke or poor. What is the curse? Sin, sickness, poverty, and all of it leading to death. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who's hung on a tree. He redeemed us in order that. So all those years ago, when Galatians 3 changed my life, I don't, I don't know. You know, the, sometimes you read the Bible and a, 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 a phrase, a verse, just jumps off the page and God quickens it to your spirit. But somewhere about three decades back, I read these words, he redeemed us in order that, and I, it just seemed to me that I'm about to discover why I was saved. It just seemed to me I'm about to find out why I was redeemed. It just seemed to me that, man, I better pay quadruple attention to this. Because I'm about to find out in the writings of the Apostle Paul why I was saved, why I was redeemed, why I was born again. Don't you think that would be good information? To find out why we were redeemed, why we were saved, why we were born again. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. And yet you don't hear it preached anywhere. I mean... You hear it preached in word of faith circles, but here's a newsflash. The writings of the Apostle Paul are in everybody's Bible. They do not issue a special word of faith Bible with the writings of the Apostle Paul, and everybody else has to buy a Bible without the writings of the Apostle Paul. That's not how it works. Do you understand? So this information is available to everybody. 
I mean, look at the plain language of what it says. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. So that means I am allowed. I am permitted. It is permissible for me to go to the life of Abraham and find every good thing I can find and name it and claim it and blab it and grab it for myself. Amen. 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 So that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. So there's a kicker above and beyond it that not only am I allowed to believe God for every blessing that Abraham experienced, but then I'm also permitted to receive the gift of the Spirit. So we see that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, and we see that Jesus redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. So what is the curse? Well, the curse is poverty, the curse is lack, the curse is sickness, the curse is disease, the curse is every trouble from the devil, and all these bad things we read about in the news every day, all this crime. I mean, it's unbelievable what they have done to our country, and you cannot blame it all on this guy. A lot of this was done last year under the last guy. We heard from a detective this week that Arlington, Texas, normally runs about 10 to 12 murders a year. But just during the month of July 2021 in Arlington, Texas, there were 20 murders. So obviously turning tens of thousands of felons loose so they wouldn't get COVID in prison was obviously a bad deal for taxpaying citizens. All right, tell your neighbor, put on your critical thinking cap. Tell the neighbor on the other side, put on your critical thinking cap. All right, you ready? If masks work, why the hell didn't they just put everybody in prison, give them a mask, and leave them in jail? Amen. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, you're allowed to think in church. All right, let me ask again. If masks work, why didn't they just issue everybody in jail and prison a mask and leave them there? See what they did, and it wasn't this guy. As rotten as he is, he, he's so mentally disabled, he doesn't even know he's evil. But you put a little girl next to him, and he'll sniff her. You would think, I mean, if I became president of the United States, I might get a little more dignified. Right? Maybe eat fewer things with my fingers. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you're the president of the United States of America, you'd think you'd get a little more dignified, but just this week, man, sniffing those girls. It's amazing. And then what kind of person takes their little girl to go get sniffed? Where was I? Oh, yes. Critical thinking skills. So, you see what they did? They turned the prisoners loose, and they made us act like we were the prisoners. Do you see what they did? They turned, and wasn't this guy as evil as he was? 
They turn the felons loose by the tens of thousands. You say, oh no, that was just those governors. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Even federal felons, they turn loose by the tens of thousands. And then they made us act like, or tried to make us act like we were prisoners. Right. Stay in your home, wear a mask. And, and they're not done. They're not done. They're telling people right now, even when you're in the privacy of your own home, wear a mask. You don't, know, you don't even want to know what the Detroit inside of me says to this. You, you don't even want to know. But see, if, if we're Jesus believers, if we're Word of God believers, if we read that Bible through every year, we are just going to know BS when we hear it. And we're just not going to feel any kind of need to submit to it whatsoever. And the reason is because we're looking to our Father God as our source. Are you hearing me? And if you haven't figured it out, people who think men can lactate, menstruate, and give birth to babies are not scientific people. It's amazing to me. When they say science, do they mean like Dr. Frankenstein? I mean, what are they talking about? And if you have not figured it out, modern man is insane. Modern man has pursued sin for so long. Modern man has believed so many lies. Modern man has literally become insane. They're insane. They're insane. But I'm not. Hallelujah. I'm the last sane guy standing. Anybody want to join me in sanity? Amen. Not insanity, one word, insanity, two words. Hallelujah. Join me in sanity. Amen. Because we're not nuts. See, to be a Bible believer in 2021 makes you the least nutty person in town. Amen. 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 See, you're either going to be a nut for Jesus or you're going to be a nut for Satan. You know? And I want to be on the right side of this thing. Amen. If I'm going to go nuts, I want to go nuts as a believer in the Word of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Because these people are insane. No, we're protected. I said we're protected. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Shout it out loud. Christ Christ redeemed us us from the curse of the law. Shout it it like you mean it. Shout it like you want God to hear you. Christ Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. And this junk out of China is not a blessing. It's a curse. And we're redeemed from it. See, John 10.10 is the dividing line of the Bible. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they might have life and that they might have that life more abundantly. So if it's stealing, killing, or destroying, it's not God. 
Say it out loud. If it's stealing, stealing. Killing, killing, or destroying, destroying. It's, not God. it's not God. It's not God. Well, I wonder if the Lord has a purpose in this. Yeah, he wants you to go get an IQ test. The Lord doesn't have a purpose in the works of Satan. You have the works of Satan. Then you have the works of God. Don't confuse them. But I came down to this house this morning to bring you good news. And that is Christ has redeemed us from the curse. Hallelujah. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. So in Christ we have been redeemed from. What tense is that? In Christ we have been redeemed from the curse of the law, which is sin, sickness, poverty, and eventually death. And you understand we're all going to die, but my mother, God bless her, and she was a rascal. I'm telling you what, my, 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 my. Oh, she was not an example to hold up, but she died at 90. She outlived her mother. She outlived every sister, and she did not die with a disease. She never had one cell of cancer. She died at age 90, and even COVID could not take her out. Hallelujah. We learned this two or three Sundays ago. You don't have to die of something. Amen. You don't have to die of something. Hallelujah. You can just die of old age. And I was very grateful that in the state of Tennessee, even though she'd had COVID and beat it, because she had it and beat it, they were honest and they put on her death certificate, old age. And I like that. You know, first thing I did when I got that is look there. I don't want the word COVID on there. Amen. Because you read last year about people dying in automobile accidents and dying in motorcycle accidents, but on the death certificate it said COVID because the state got extra money. Amen. Amen. It's all about the money. But not with us. We don't, say it out loud, thank God. We don't have to lie, cheat, and steal to give money. We look to our God and he blesses us. We'll get there. Verse 9, so those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Verse 14, he redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith, everybody shout by faith, faith. so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. And how do we receive any good thing from God? By faith. And why are we redeemed in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to us, that is the Gentiles, through Christ Jesus? So we're not redeemed to be defeated. We're not redeemed to be kicked around through in life like Satan kicking a soccer ball. We're not redeemed to struggle through life going from defeat to defeat to defeat. No, thanks be unto God that through our Lord Jesus Christ, he always leads us in triumphal procession. Amen. Amen. Why were we redeemed in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to us, the Gentiles, through Christ Jesus? So the blessing of Abraham is not just spiritual. Tell your neighbor, watch it now, he just shifted gears. Yeah, tell the neighbor on the other side, watch it now, he just shifted gears. Yeah, here we go in a second. The blessing of Abraham is not just spiritual, the blessing of Abraham is material as well as spiritual. Now think about this. Tell your neighbor again, you're allowed to think in church. All right, now think about this. Abraham lived before the Bible was written. And Abraham lived before Jesus. And Abraham lived before the day of Pentecost and the coming of the Holy Spirit. 
So think about this. Abraham never lived one day of his life born again. Abraham never lived one day of his life born again. Abraham never lived one day of his life as a new creation in Christ. Abraham never lived one day of his life as a new creation in Christ. Abraham never lived one day of his life with the Holy Spirit of God living on the inside of him. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters in the Lord, we have not appreciated what Jesus has done for us. Abraham never lived one day of his life with the Holy Spirit of God living on the inside of him. So how could God possibly bless Abraham under those circumstances? Thinking cap. If Abraham was not born again, if Abraham was not a new creation in Christ, if Abraham did not have the Holy Spirit of God living on the inside of him, how could God bless Abraham in those days? How? Materially. Because he wasn't born again. He was not a new creation in Christ. He did not have the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So God couldn't have blessed him spiritually. It wasn't possible. The only way God could bless him was materially or physically. You know, I love Pentecostal people. You know, I'm so loose. I think it's just sheer exhaustion from the last week. But, I mean, I'm in it. When I get in the zone, man, I can just go. So I feel like, man, we might just run over the next service because, I mean, like, I am totally in the groove of teaching. I love Pentecostal people. You know, I've been around Pentecostal people since 1960. I love them. And I love all of it. A lady asked me the other day, is it okay to run here? I said, sure, yeah. You know, I said, I run, you know, not as much now as I used to, you know. I got to conserve my energy, and I don't like speaking when I'm hot and sweaty, but, you know, I run. Amen. Amen. Dance. Amen. I saw myself dancing some this week in the week of increase. Amen. Amen. And, uh, but see, a lot of Pentecostalism is a kind of a overemphasis of spirituality or what we might even call a super spirituality. And some of it, to me, is a compensation for their lives not being very blessed. In other words, let's go down to the church and let's uh, swing from the chandeliers and let's fall down 15 times and, uh, you know, let's do this. In other words, it's emotionalism. Amen. And there's an emotional aspect to it. You know, I mean, I've sat in services and wept at the word. And, and I've, I've, I've sat in services and been so moved by the Holy Spirit of God. All of that's real. Amen. It, but, but I can't pay my rent with that. See, all of that's real. But I can't fill my car up with... Uh, this very expensive gasoline now in 2021 with goosebumps. See, I have to learn how to walk by faith. I have to learn how to walk by the word. And then how many Christians don't even know Galatians 3 is in the Bible and they don't even know that as New Testament Christians redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ, 
that they have, they have been given a great honor and blessing by God that everything that, every blessing that God gave Abraham, now the Gentiles can receive. See, I'm a, I'm a whole enchilada type guy. And so if I find out that, you know, Jesus came to redeem me from my sins, well, I want that. If I find out that there's this thing called the baptism in the Holy Spirit, well, I want that. If I find out that, uh, that every promise that God ever gave Abraham, every blessing of Abraham belongs to me, well, I want that. I don't even have to go to the Old Testament because Jesus himself talked about the 30-fold return, 60-fold return, 100-fold return. That's in the New Testament. I want that. See, I'm just a whole enchilada kind of guy. I just want all of it. Amen. And I just want all of it. I just, you want onions on your enchiladas? Yes. You want chili con carne on your enchiladas? Well, of course. You know? In other words, I, I just, it, it's mine, and I want what's mine. In other words, I'd be a stupid man for something to be available and not want what's available. And I'm not a stupid man. So, and then, and then besides this, Jesus suffered for this. Jesus paid a horrible price. So who would I be to say, oh, no, I don't want that. Oh, no, I don't want that Holy Spirit. Oh, no, I don't want, I don't want material blessings. And they say, I mean, I don't even know what percentage gasoline's gone up since the inauguration. I read where groceries have gone up 14% since the, since the inauguration. I saw on the slide we're, we're having to charge $50 for the, uh, the fall power lunch when last time heartache catered it it was 35 i said to sue why'd the price go up she said well they raised the price on us and, and we got people saying well you know i'm just so humble i'm just so pious i'm just so holy i don't want to be bothered with material things well no wonder people live like paupers i don't know about you but if these are fringe benefits of the gospel, how many times, I haven't rehearsed this lately, but how many times have I rehearsed this? Deuteronomy 8.18, it is the Lord your God who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Sorry, Bernie Sanders, not mooch wealth, produce wealth, Amen. and thereby confirms his covenant, or King James gives you the power to establish the covenant. So prosperity is not the covenant. Prosperity is a sign that I'm on the right road. I mean, if you've been married five times and they all divorced you and took half your stuff and all your children hate you and you can't hold down a job, those are signs along the road that you ain't doing it right. Amen. Do you understand? Do you understand? But if you're blessed when you come in and you're blessed when you go out and, and the wife of your youth thinks you're still the greatest thing, you know, since sliced bread and your children, you're grown, your children are grown, but they still come and hang out with you. Well, those, that's a sign that you're doing it right. Amen. Are you hearing me? These are, but that's not the covenant. That's a sign. Yes. So we're not in this to get blessed. But if I get saved and then I find out being blessed is a fringe benefit, I want what's mine. And then especially when I find out Jesus died so that the blessings of Abraham could become mine because I'm grateful. I want to honor what Jesus did. So if, G if it wasn't the reason he died, but part of the reason he died was so that every blessing of Abraham, every blessing of the old covenant, I could claim it. I could, I could confess it. I could walk in it. I could enjoy it. Well, I want it because he died for it. Yeah. 
He paid the price for it. You know, many, many, many years ago, my father bought a recliner for me for Christmas, and, and the way it used to be, he said, now, here, you go to Will Call, and uh, this is the number. And so we went over there, wherever that was, and we go to Will Call, and we give them the number. It's already been paid for. They load it in the uh, trunk, and we go home with it. Well, that'd be like somebody saying, I bought you something, and it's over at Will Call, and here's the number, and you saying, well, I'm so holy, and I'm so stupid, I'm not going to go get what somebody else paid for. No, no, if it's mine, and here's, here's, here is uh, the number for me to go get it, Galatians 3, uh, I'm going to go get it because somebody paid for it. It's mine. And people, you know, they're so spiritual, they're useless. Because if you found out somebody bought you a Rolls Royce, and here's the number, and all you got to do is go over to Dallas at the Rolls Royce store and pick it up, you go get it. Amen. I think somebody should do that for me. Amen. But I don't drive start-stop, so whatever it is, it can't be start-stop. Amen. It's got to have 600 horses, and it can't have start-stop. I don't do that. Now, we see the covenant God made with Abraham in Genesis 12. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. So God said to Abraham, what? I will bless you. God said to Abraham, what? Well, now Jesus made this ours. I will bless you, I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. See, we dealt with this this week. The blessing of God is not just so I can be blessed. The blessing of God is so I can be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham was so blessed, he eventually had to separate from his nephew Lot. They were so rich. They had so many cattle, so many goats, so many donkeys, so much livestock, The land couldn't support him. They had to separate from each other. Genesis 13, 2 says, Abram had become very wealthy in livestock and in silver and gold. King James says, Abram was very rich in cattle and silver and gold. And if rich is bad, why did God make the man rich? I said, if rich is bad, why did God make the man rich? Genesis 13, 2 tells us that Abraham became very rich in gold and silver and cattle. We know from verse 9 that we are the seed of Abraham. I'm talking about Galatians 3, 9. So those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. It's ours. It belongs to us. We also know from Romans 4 that we are the seed of Abraham. So if God wanted his man Abraham to become very rich in gold and silver and cattle, then he wants the same for the children of Abraham. Say it out loud. I'm a child of Abraham. So the blessing of Abraham is not just spiritual. Because actually, if you wanted some kind of spiritual blessing from Abraham, you couldn't get it because he was not a spiritual man. He was not born again. He was not a new creation in Christ. He did not have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of him. The blessing of Abraham is material, and the blessing of Abraham is financial. The purpose of prosperity is so we can be a blessing. God said to his man Abraham in Genesis 12, 2, I will bless you, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I, I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So God wants to bless you, and then God wants you to turn around and be a blessing. The purpose of prosperity is so that we can be a blessing. And so, of course, Satan doesn't want you to get blessed because Satan doesn't want you to be a blessing. 
people who are anti-success and anti-prosperous are not generous. In Genesis 12, 1 to 5, Abraham believed God. In Genesis 14, 18 to 24, Abraham tithed. And unlike today's anti-success and anti-prosperity prejudiced Christians, Abraham pledged to never take anything from the government. Genesis 14, 18. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High, and he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. King James says Abraham gave him tithes of all. Shout it out loud, tithes of all. Then look at uh, verse 21. The king of Sodom said to Abraham, Give me the people and keep the goods for yourself. But Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord, God most high, creator of heaven and earth, and have taken an oath that I will accept nothing belonging to you, not even, the th not even a thread or the thong of a sandal, so that you will never be able to say, I made Abram rich. I will accept nothing but what my men have eaten and the share that belongs to the men who went with me. And yet we have people say, who say they're Christians and yet they're Bernie Sanders fans. They're, looking to, they're not looking to God as their source. They're looking to their false God, the government, as their source. And I say to you this day, it's idolatry and they're not going in the rapture. I, I, I'm just so... Man, I'm just loose. So I'm going to venture down a road here and explain to you part of what's happened to us. The last guy was the perfect delivery system for this medical totalitarianism. And the reason was because of his political party and the reason was because there was some kind of a spiritual trance that was cast over God's people. And because of his political party, when he offered this money to churches, they just lined up by the, by the tens of thousands and took it. And because it was his political party, because it was him, you know, that was doing lockdowns. I mean, what if Obama had still been president and a virus hit and they announced Lockdown guidelines, you know, I know, God knows, Satan knows, everybody knows. Every Christian in America would have said, hell no, shove it. But because of who it was and because of his political party, he was the perfect delivery system for medical totalitarianism. But this thing had taken money from the government. Now listen, I don't have some kind of super duper insight. I'm not some kind of super duper prophet that can see, you know, a hundred years down the road. But I'll tell you what, when I went to public school in the 60s, they taught us how to read and I can read. Amen. And guess what? I read Genesis 14 and I read where my daddy... Now watch it now, watch the language. I read where my daddy, my spiritual daddy, Abraham, because, see, because I'm a believer in Jesus, I am just as much a descendant of Abraham, actually more so Amen. than genetic descendants of Abraham. And I got to Genesis 14 countless times, having read the Bible through countless times, and I read where my spiritual daddy said, 
uh, hell no. Now, he didn't say it that way, but that's the way he said it. In other words, because I'm not going to let you say you made Abraham rich. And I may be old school, but I like being able to say Faith Christian Center is 37 and one half years old, and there's not one nickel, not one nickel, not one nickel, not one nickel of government money at Faith Christian Center. How about this? How about this? Let's pick on another Republican. Uh, the previous one, under George W. Bush, they had faith-based initiatives. And I had one of the most famous preachers in America sit in my office up at I-30 and tell Sue and me, you ought to, brother, you ought to go get you some of that money. And we were very polite. We didn't say anything to him. He preached. We re received the offering for him, sent him on his way. We're driving home, and I told Sue, I'm not taking a nickel from them because I don't want them to ever say they made me rich. Not, not a shoelace. Not a shoelace. I'm not taking a shoelace. And then, then the state of Texas does charter schools, charter schools, charter schools. And I could stand right here and name all of these churches around the Metroplex, some of them uh, claim to be faith churches and they're running charter schools. You know why they run charter schools? Because they get money from the state of Texas. Look, the state of Texas didn't do anybody a favor doing charter schools and here's why. Because they take money from the government. I don't know why people have trouble understanding this. When you take money from the government you have to submit to all of their CRAP. And here at Faith Christian Center we, and St. Paul's Preparatory Academy, we got a lawyer. We got a lawyer always wanting us to separate the corporations. No, 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 no. Because still to this day, churches are protected in certain ways other corporations are not. So St. Paul's is part of the Faith Christian Center corporation, which means we can hire who we want and not hire who we want, and we can fire who we want and not fire who we want, and even if somehow, some way, you worm your way into the joint and we find out, you, you know, three months later you're pro-abortion, man, we are going to fire you so fast your head's going to spin. It's about the money. It's about the money. And when they, when these charter schools, even based in churches, say, you know, we're just like a Christian school. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. Because listen, if we learned anything in Trump's era, it is this. Personnel is policy. Say it out loud three times. Personnel is policy. Personnel is policy. Personnel is policy. So it doesn't matter, even if he had the greatest intentions there ever were, when you hire a bunch of bombs, you know, then that's your policy. And even if you didn't know, it becomes your policy. I mean, do we have Supreme Court remorse or what? Just think of all the heck this country went through to get Kavanaugh in there and all he can do is vote against Christianity and all he can do is vote against common sense and all he can do is vote against that which is right and good and moral. Say it again, personnel is policy. Personnel is policy. Yeah. 
I wonder how come, you know, we don't have, pastor doesn't have more help. <laughs> anybody tried to hire anybody lately? Just hiring somebody that can read and write is a challenge. How about this? Hiring somebody that doesn't think that they're God Almighty and they know everything. That's a challenge, right? How about this? Just hiring somebody that doesn't get offended when you tell them they have to be at work on time. That's a challenge. <laughs> you understand? I mean, do you understand? Amen. Do you understand? And then we have to go beyond that. Then we have to find people who are born again. We got to people, find people baptized in the Holy Spirit. We got to find people that don't have death coming out of their mouth 24-7. That absolutely cannot be the time, but it is. Man, I could, I could teach till midnight. I'm in it. Hallelujah. Now listen, I, I hope I didn't offend anybody when I go down these roads, but listen, you need to understand the days and the times in which we live, and you need to understand everything is not as it appears to be, and you need to understand that a lot of times people are bringing you a gift, but when you open the bag, it's a bag of rattlesnakes. We need to look to the Lord. Listen to me carefully. We need to look to the Lord. Say it out loud. The Lord is my source. The Lord is my joy. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my healing. The Lord is my protection. The Lord is my source, not man. No, 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 not man. We're not looking to man because I'll tell you what. He may have good intentions. It's possible to have good intentions. Think of this. Think of it this way. If you have preachers who don't have the Bible in their sermons, when they quote half a verse, they never give you the reference, and they tell the young people in their church that drinking's okay, why would you be surprised if a politician lies to you? If we have this many duplicitous ministers of the gospel, why would you be surprised at a duplicitous politician? We need to wake up. We need to sober up. We need to read the Bible. We need to say what Smith Wigglesworth used to say. The word of God is true and everything else is a lie. They're changing everything. A lot of these things that the medical AMA is endorsing, the American Medical Association and the this psychiatric organizations are endorsing just a few years back were listed as mental illness. So it's a changing, moving target. It's changing, not evolving. It is devolving down, 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 morally down. And why do you not hear a single politician that I know of, even the boldest one I know of in Florida, why do you not hear a single politician tell the honest-to-God truth that they have turned this country into a bunch of Nazis because between the beta blockers, the puberty, the, the, not beta blockers, the, the puberty-blocking drugs they are giving young people and wanting to inject children 
all the way down to age two with an experimental drug that has got problems, problems, problems. The most vaccinated countries in the world are Iceland and Israel, and they have got trouble, 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 trouble. That they have turned this country into nothing but a, a bunch of medical Nazi monsters because what they're doing is they're experimenting on children. They're experimenting on children with puberty blockers. They don't know what that's going to do. They don't know the psychological damage that's going to do. They don't know what that's going to cause. And then putting an, a, a, an experimental drug, which is problematic at best, into children, they're injecting this into pregnant women, and never before in the history of America have they ever put drugs in pregnant women without doing 10 years of clinical trials. It's wicked. It's wicked. And it was brought to you by Christianity's favorite president of all time. It's wicked. Now, am I saying his alternative was better? No, typically under normal circumstances, I would never vote for Beals above herself. Amen. My point is there was no choice. These are the end times. The Antichrist will soon be revealed and his prophets are already among us. So you need to sober up. You need to wake up. You need to stop putting your faith in man and you need to put your faith in God. Can I get an amen? Can I get a better amen? Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us, and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again, and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.